0: Hi, I'm Chinny.
1: And I'm Astrid.
0: And welcome to It's the Continent, the podcast that widens access to African history. We're also the co-authors of the book by the same name. You can find out more information about us on itsthecontinent.com. So we're here to challenge the common misconception that Africa is a country and appreciate the identity of each nation. And through each episode, we'll be exploring key historical moments which have shaped the continent. Hello and welcome back. Welcome, welcome. How are we doing? Are Just out here, you know, surviving mm. and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, well,
1: you've got some sort of like quote. I'm ge- I'm collecting up so many quotes. I can't remember one of them. And like words of affirmation stuff. I'm thinking mm. of creating myself like an affirmation jar.
0: Yeah, you should. Actually, my mum did that before I went to uni. She oh my god. <gasps> yeah. Your mum is adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you kept I it i still have it oh my gosh
1: okay could someone make me an affirmations yeah. jar rather than me making it myself yeah because <laughs> yeah, i was like oh i could get like super arts and crafty and put like because yeah, i end up co- yeah, collecting yeah. so many screenshots and like different things that yeah. i'm like i need to put it together into one
0: one jar, jar. Mm-hmm. oh wow love it love, love it. it
1: nice so
0: Let's start off with the African Pride, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So this week's African Pride goes to Flora from South Africa and Lillian from Zambia, who competed in the Grannies Football World Cup. Of course, it would be something football related. I love it. (laughs) Making up for the fact that I no longer can play with these grannies. (laughs) Which in March 2023 was held in South Africa. The tournament brought together 10 teams from all over the world and the ladies were saying that when they kick the ball around, every toxic thing comes out and I feel relieved. The Granny's Football has brought together the local community and even one of the ladies said that her church pastor told the congregation that they should come down and support after oh, the Sabbath. Yes <laughs> And they all came out in buses and taxis to watch the Grannies play. Oh my gosh, she's so, so
1: adorable. cute! <laughs> Look at him really
0: wrapping him. <laughs> yeah. Remember, <laughs> yes, guys. After this. Guys, yeah. <laughs> cover the after party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the chants they sing are in their local language and they say, translated, These old ladies will kill you. Threatening. Love mm-hmm. it. And playing soccer is sweet. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and these women are showing no signs of slowing down as they look forward to Zambia twenty twenty five. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and this year the age category was age 50 to 76 for the zambian team but south africa actually saw even older members with the goalkeeper being around 80 years old so <laughs> diving around i'm actually <laughs> so. this is we need to join i need to join. i have my this is my plans for when I'm I'm
1: sure, i love this i love this yeah the, yeah see because I told you, my mum started playing yeah. football. Yeah, she, she, she should she got, carry on. Yeah, she she <laughs> she had, she, had, she, had, she had an injury and was out for a month. But honestly, I'm like you do. She it. could she could she play could the Granny's world cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up.
1: Because honestly, you are not. You're never too old. To, never look, too granny's, old. Granny's. Fo- this is what I'm aiming for. This is, I will. I will become an athlete. Yeah. Not right now. In my old age. In I my will. Old, I will. <laughs> 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 we're uh, manifesting yes it's
0: never you're never <laughs> never too late and in their words it's now time to stand up let's go out and show that we can as women so oh. this is part of my retirement plan <laughs> i love it <laughs> this week's episode uh brings us to senegal and we are talking about the Tiroy massacre this tragedy took place in a military camp called Tiroy in the Dakar suburbs of Senegal and it's a story that tells of the contempt that colonial powers held towards those that they ruled. So even if they fought for your country during one of the most talked about wars in history, World War II, and it's especially interesting particularly when you consider how many of the identities that Western European countries hold on to stem from the Second World War and we are looking right at you, Britain. So towards the end of the 19th century, France began recruiting soldiers from territories in West Africa. La Force Noire, a book written by General Charles Mangin in 1910, spoke highly of this idea, saying that the falling birth rate in Europe made recruiting African soldiers a necessity they just want to, uh, mm. <laughs> you just see them as like, oh, this is another stream of yeah, people. <laughs> of people, like, it's just... Yeah. And there was no intention of using these soldiers in Europe, uh, but once tension rose in Europe uh, prior to World War I, France had this brilliant idea of using these troops there, particularly against Germany. So after 1916, this number rose as French casualties peaked during the First World War. And even during the interwar period, continental Africans defended France yet again. So between 1939 to the fall of France to Germany in 1940, 100,000 soldiers from French West Africa were conscripted. Men went from farm work in peaceful villages, thousands of miles away from the action, to be forced into conscription and leaving behind their families.
1: Despite active participation in both world wars, West African participation was far from voluntary and they were seen at home as agents of French colonialism. An example of this is if you go back to our Algeria episode, which I can't remember. When we
0: oh, god, when was that? I was yeah. actually trying to search. But <laughs> that, yeah, go back but to Algeria. No, we and cover this
1: in the book. We
0: do cover we do it, do it in more book. detail in the book as well. As well, yeah.
1: France used West African soldiers to repress liberation movements during the 1950s. Yet, at the same time, the men were also victims as they died for their colonisers. Tirailleur means the one who fires in every direction in French. In English, they were known as sharpshooters. But this name was born out of mockery because of the men's lack of formal training. Right. But you want them to fight for you? Mm. You're making fun of them? You're making fun
0: of them. Okay.
1: Just so how much you value their life. Yeah. Not all of the Tirailleurs came from Senegal, but from different countries in French-occupied Africa, such as Mali, Guinea, Burkina Faso and Côte d'Ivoire. France created this division to compensate for the lack of troops that colonial expansion needed. In the eyes of France, these local troops would be familiar with the territory and customs immune to local disease. They could play a part in the divide and conquer chapter of the Coloniser Handbook by creating or intensifying tensions along ethnic lines. On August 25, 1944, the Allies and forces françaises libres, the FFF, liberated France from Germany. Now these forces included people from French colonies. However, even at this stage, when there was a parade, hardly any black soldiers were to be seen. In an apparent benevolent move, Charles de Gaulle discharged West African soldiers, sending them home. Yet Some believe that de Gaulle made a deliberate effort to reduce the number of African soldiers in the units that engaged in the liberation of France. These African soldiers lost their legitimate place in the French army and had to wait for their repatriation to the continent. They were demobilised but spent a long time in transit camps because of difficulties communicating back home
0: this is just an early example of almost di- trying to already erase the legacy of these black soldiers by, mean, by removing them from the victory parade. It's like, mm, no, 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 they weren't involved. No, let's send them home. Let's be nice. And it's like, no, 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 you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because how many pictures have we seen of black? <laughs> like, no, it
1: we do complete- see any pictures. No, it gets completely erased. And I guess, as you said, it's how they did it. They didn't want them to be a part of the narrative and kind of say we were supported by actually they were alongside us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Many of these African soldiers had even been imprisoned in German camps after France fell to Germany in nineteen forty, held until liberation four years later. First, these men were sent to camps on French territory, awaiting repatriation. As these men fought in the war effort, in some instances becoming prisoners of war, they expected to be granted rights similar to those of French citizens, which, you know, it's a fair expectation. It may come as no surprise that this didn't happen. The disillusionment was already building, with African soldiers feeling that they'd fought two wars for an alien cause that didn't benefit them. And at the same time, those who remained under colonisation didn't see any benefits of justice or prosperity that French colonisation was supposed to have given them. And there is a connection with what happened in uh, Tiroi and another example of colonial violence in San Ancoro in 1940. And here, women, children and the elderly, they did resist the order uh, to send all of their healthy male population to French uh, front lines during the Second World War. And as a punishment for resistance, the French army shot and killed these women, children and elderly. And this resistance was actually a bit of a foreshadowing of what would then later occur uh, in Senegal. So imagine you have been forcibly conscripted. Your relatives, friends have died mm-hmm. some, in some instances. Yeah. You're promised all of this to come, like rewards to come. And then nothing, nothing. happens. This reluctant attitude is represented in Ousmane Somban's 1988 film Camps Tiaroy. In the film there's a stark difference between African and European infantrymen reunited with their families. Whilst black people experience grief and welcome their men back in silence, the white people still living in Senegal wave their flags in a super patriotic, shouting Vive la France. So it just completely shows the different angles um is one of sadness um, mm-hmm. that's shown by the black people that had to fight for this war that didn't actually benefit them. Whereas I guess the French were seeing this as another exercise in their imperial power. I mean, even though they fell to Germany, but they said, okay, well we used we called on our colonies and they helped, yeah, us. helped us.
1: Yeah. The men continued facing humiliation in the camp. They had minimal food and were refused a decent exchange rate to convert their assets. The gag is that France was experiencing financial difficulties and administrative chaos, meaning they allegedly couldn't afford to pay all those who fought for them. Instead of recognising this, they discriminated against African former prisoners of war, whilst French soldiers remained compensated.
0: So it's like, okay, we're short on money, but let's just not pay the Africans. Africans, I think that would be easy, rather than bring down everyone's wage together. Together to then,
1: yeah, make sure that they're also recognised for their contributions. In a play based on the experiences of soldiers during this time, it's clear to see that the men were sent to the front as cannon fodder, and the play depicts military authorities promising they'd transfer all mail from families, but never receiving any letters. Racism abounds in both Sembene's and Fay's work, with white commanders shown to insist African soldiers wore colonial uniforms to highlight submission. In 1944, after going through imprisonment in German camps, Returning soldiers expected back pay, allowances and demobilisation bonus. By early November, soldiers' discontent increased when they realised France would break these promises. According to accounts, the men lived in deplorable conditions, poorly fed and poorly clothed. France dismissed the men's demands, instead giving orders for the soldiers to return to their villages and countries around French colonies in Western Africa. At this point, the men refused transportation back to their home countries. As if they did, the chance of France actually paying them would be zero. The men captured General Dagnon, the commander-in-chief of forces, holding him prisoner for a few hours until he promised they would receive the compensation they demanded and deserved. In the eyes of the colonisers, this uprising needed to be stopped. But to be fair, it's like, it's fair game. You guys are not recognising or actually giving them what they... Need, what do you expect them to do? To
0: be prisoners of war for your country. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. and it's not even their country that they fought, that they fought for. <laughs> it's not even for their sovereignty. No. It's for yours. It's for yours. <laughs> on the first of December 1944, the French army opened fire on the repatriated West African soldiers in tieroy Figures vary. According to the records, twenty-four African infantrymen were killed, eleven later died from injury, thirty-five were wounded, and a further 45 men were imprisoned for the uprising. But we're pretty sure the numbers were much higher, as a report dated from December 5th, 1944, stated General Dagnon counted 70 dead infantrymen. Even so, historians from both Europe and Africa say the true number is more likely to be higher than 300, with many war veterans lying in a mass grave. It does seem that the only response provided by France was to use brute force. It is shocking that they went on to kill the very men that fought for France in the battle against fascism. The French military claimed the men daring to demand equal treatment was arrogance, vanity of jealousy, to demand a status identical to the French. It's like there's a how dare you think Mm -hmm. that you're the same as a white man, basically is, is what they're saying. These men in the eyes of France were mere colonial subjects Despite defending French territory, a general wrote at the time that killing the men was a necessary painful stab and a dangerous abscess.
1: It was not necessary at all.
0: You could have just, but you could have just paid them. Yet this couldn't have been the case because, again, the men were unarmed it's not like so they where came. was the
1: threat yeah. <laughs> really at what point did you do you know what i mean yeah. like,
0: at what point did you feel threatened yeah when they looked at you yeah well a group it's, of yeah. uh, a group of black men together is um yeah ooh, you know it makes some people cross the road so mm-hmm. you know in this instance they felt that threatened that they had to use brute force um you know these men didn't have weapons anymore all they were doing was just simply demanding their rights to fair payment and treatment. And according to Mortendal, chairman of the Senegalese Commission for Military History, the men got billets instead of money and bread. The atrocity ended without compensation for victims, left without recognition, rehabilitation or repair. And at the same time, France tried minimising the contribution of these soldiers to avoid paying what they owed the soldiers before murdering them. It's just, I think,
1: just highlighting solidarity. just brings to light the importance of telling these stories and yeah. learning about them. Because really, it's like you actually murdered yeah. these men. Yeah. Because you couldn't be bothered to pay them. Yeah. And thought, Do you know what, easy route, might as well kill them, brush it under the carpet, move on with our lives,
0: and just pretend that the, you know the contribution of these men. Until recently, right? Until a few years ago, (laughs) you used to think that Africans weren't involved. Yeah. But it's called World War for a reason. It wasn't just Europe. Europe.
1: No, definitely. Word of the killing spread throughout West Africa and the African diaspora in Europe. This is an example of profound racial hatred, regardless of what African soldiers had done for France, as they'd never been considered equal to white people and deserving of the same rights. The Senegalese author and playwright Boubacar Boris Dippo published Tiroi, Terre Rouge, and in his words You have no right to feel warm and peaceful while we are rotting under the ground, pointing the finger at those who participated in the silence. Tiroy was traumatic for the Senegalese population. Local poetry, drama and cinema have to some degree countered the amnesia around the horrors of the Tiroy massacre. Ousmane Samben's film Camp Tiroy was banned in France for years after release. And popular Senegalese music since the 1990s refers to the massacre.
0: Yeah, and I will put a link to that film in the episode show notes as well. It's really insightful in understanding the events and the attitudes um, in what led up to the massacre. Um, And interestingly, I think as well, with Bobuka, Boris Dippo's words, he was also referring to how even Senegal, to some extent, Uh, covered it and brushed under the carpet because they tried to then be pally with france Mm. for economic reasons but actually this had happened so whilst politically they tried to brush it under the carpet the the arts and this is why the arts is really important continued to highlight this atrocity in 2014 a letter and petition addressed to francois Hollande, then the french president broke down the state's lies and denounced the attitudes of french authorities in November 2014, he paid tribute, but he didn't really uh, apologise. So he stops short of an apology, which you know. It's <laughs> all all of these, lead, they never apologise. You know what? It reminds me of someone actually brought up. I can't remember the name of the MP. I'm afraid, but you're talking about the, yeah, the
1: yeah yeah the Senat yeah, thing. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah. He was like, "Oh, I don't want to. We don't want to nitpick history." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Do you N- do you even understand how you got to where you are?" What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, but also it's that. By apologising, it's not saying you are specifically taking account. No, yep. it is not that. It is actually yep. recognising for me anyway, and some people might be taken differently. But for me, it's like it's that recognition that this was messed up, that this happened, and we that that rec- recognition is an important. Is is just such an important piece. Yeah. But by just kind of saying,
0: oh no, well, oh we don't, we oh, don't want to know, whatever. <laughs> They know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and instead they'll just sort of stoke this kind of culture war thing instead of actually, yeah, just be like, we need to move on. Well, we need yeah, to- yeah, it needs to be fun. Yeah. It's like okay, it's <laughs> but, you take credit, but you us for but you don't move how. on from who won the, the 1966 World mm. Cup. <laughs> we never move on from that. <laughs> France didn't allow the Tiros French citizenship until 70 years after the conclusion of the Second World War, which would have actually benefited soldiers and their families
1: and i bet if you try and get that now it's you're gonna have to go through so many <laughs> so many hoops. So, so many hoops trying to prove like so i just many hoops. i don't even trust that
0: yeah and they do say there was a recent report that came out where france finally let aged african army veterans finally go home and one of the tyros who had fought in other wars um so the algerian uh, independence and other uh, independent uprisings so fighting For France, in this case, against independence. Um, Apparently, uh, he had to have lived in France for half the year or he would lose his pension. His pension is €950 a month, mind. And it was only just raised in line uh, for inflation in 2006. And this is like... So, actually... It's going on 2006 inflation. So this man mm. is owed way, way more.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so these veterans were finally granted French nationality in 2017. And then uh, in January of this year, Emmanuel Macron's government lifted the six-month residency condition. But by the time you've spent all of that trying to just live in France, the yes, pension yes. is gone, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. So the mistreatment really continues. And in 2020, Biram Senghor, who was 82 at the time and one of the last living sons of one of the victims, continued to campaign just to see his father's remains because they were just buried in a mass grave and just not, not kept. So these stories continue to be hidden um, mm. and kept underground. But we are bringing it to you today. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's just, yeah, it's really important that we continue to do so. Definitely so yeah thank you for listening to thank this you. week's episode we are on instagram at it's a continent pod we are on twitter at it's a continent and we also have our website it's a and we have a paperback version of our book it's a continent coming out this summer so keep your eyes peeled out for that
1: perfect we'll
0: catch you in two weeks time
1: we'll see you then bye bye